square fielder. He's gone to the dogs. Welcome, friends, to the Gone to the Dogs podcast. Dog talk at its very best. That's a slogan that uh, was coined by my good friend Jerry Barker of Kentucky in response to the episode we did with Peanut Scott. And I thought, man, that's a great, uh, great slogan, and we'll just adopt that uh, going forward. Thank you, Jerry. Well, folks, uh, it is December 18th. That is one week before Christmas 2023. Ella and I would like to certainly wish you and your families uh, the very best of Christmas, best of times, best of food, best of uh, Hallmark movies, (laughs) and all that goes with the Christmas time. It's my favorite time of the year. Ella has our home looking absolutely beautiful with all the lights and ornaments and all the things that uh, just make me feel uh, warm and cozy, fuzzy, as they would say, at Christmas time. I hope it's that way at your house. And if we don't get to mention that again next week when uh, the December 25th episode drops, that will be Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas, everyone, from Ella and everyone at W Hunting Supply, our uh, sponsors, those that provide a way for us to bring this podcast to you each week. Recently, I listened with great interest to a podcast that uh, talked about the origins of the plot hound. Many of my listeners know that plots have been very near and dear to my heart for Virtually all my life, my dad brought a registered plot home in 1954, and since that day, uh, there's always been a plot associated with either my dad or me or my brother. So plots in the field or family are very closely intertwined. I enjoyed the uh, interviews that Clay Newcomb did with uh, Bob Plot and John Jackson Uh, two friends uh, of mine and and guys that certainly have dedicated themselves to studying the history of the plot dog. As I listened, it called to memory an incident back in the 1980s. In fact, in 1985, with the help of a friend named Stuart Biesecker of... uh, North Carolina, I believe Stuart was from Lexington, we located a gentleman named James Oliver Laws. James' dad was affectionately known as Uncle Jimmy Laws, and he served as the guide at the Hazel Creek Bear Camp, where Von Plott, Little George Plott, Branch Ricky of baseball fame, and several other famous hunters hunted Uh, back in the 20s and 30s. And uh, what I arranged was an interview whereby Stuart would sit on the porch with Mr. Laws, and you'll hear the rocking chairs creaking on the boards, and you'll occasionally hear traffic going by down on the highway. There was a series of four tapes made, 
And what we're going to do in this episode today is play the first of those four for you. Now, the interview today will be about 45 to 50 minutes long. And I hope that you uh, will understand that this was before uh, the days of uh, sophisticated recording equipment. And was the, these interviews were recorded on a simple cassette recorder, transferred over into CDs, onto CDs, and then ultimately uh, through the digitizing that we've done to bring it to you today. But anyway... Uh, the story that James Oliver Laws brings um, is somewhat different than the history of the plot dog that you've uh, become familiar with. And this was discussed on the Bear Grease podcast, uh, whereby the guests there took two different views one, the plot family story and the other, uh, the saga, as uh, John Jackson told it, uh, which uh, in a way, uh, you know, disputed, maybe that's a strong word, but uh, disagreed to a a degree uh, with the story that the plot dogs came over from Germany in 1750 and were bred by the family, uh, you know, for all those years. Keep in mind that uh, the gentleman doing the talking today is uh, 75 years old at the time. Now, this was back in 1985, which was nearly 40 years ago. Um, You know, James uh, Oliver Laws, the son of Uncle Jimmy Laws, lived, worked, and hunted with the plot men and several of the other famous bear hunters uh, of the Smoky Mountain region during that day, people like Gomer Martin, uh, people like Mark Cathy, you'll hear those uh, mentioned. You'll hear the Cable family of Cades Cove uh, mentioned. And uh, so he lived, worked, and hunted with all of these people. Uh, And he was a personal friend of little George Plot, who um, sold his entire pack of plot dogs to hack Smith Deal. Um, Smith Deal is a, is a familiar name in uh, plot history. When little George uh, was called to go overseas uh, during the invasion of Normandy, his boat was sunk and, and his life was lost. But um, Jim Laws uh, would... Uh, Uh, be an excellent source in that day and today for information or of information on the plot dog, its origins, and so forth. And you'll find as he talks um, that there's a lot of talk of crossbreeding. There's a lot of talk of dogs that were of various colors and how that dogs of black and tan or black and speckled uh, coloration were bred and produced brindle dogs. The reason I became interested in this uh, story uh, by Mr. Laws was that it did uh, seemingly for me put together uh, many pieces of the puzzle of where the plot dog did in fact originate. 
So without further ado, we're going to the front porch of James Oliver Laws in 1985 to talk about his experiences hunting in the Great Smoky Mountains. Uh, the interviewer is Stuart B. Secker of Lexington, North Carolina. James Laws, and we're going to talk about some of the men that he hunted with and some of the dogs that he got to hunt with. And this interview is for Steve Fielder at uh, United Kennel Club, field manager. So he'll have some information on doing an article on James Laws and some of the people he knew. Um, James, uh, your father was. Jim Laws, the famous James Laws. What was his whole name? James Nelson Laws. James Nelson Laws. Um, what? Just what do you remember most of all about starting hunting? And, and well, your daddy was a bear hunter when you was a boy. Was a when you was a boy, was he a bear when I was? Well, when I was five or six year old. Yeah. You was raised at Bryson City. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, he hunted that down in them Smoky Mountains off Nolan Creek and Forney Creek and Hazel Creek. That. Okay, now Hazel Creek, that's that's where uh, you've done a lot of hunting with yeah. Branch Ricky and, and uh, Bob Haynes and the Plots. John yeah. Plot, Little George Plot, and yeah. Vaughn. Uh, now, those boys kept some pretty good dogs, didn't they? Oh, they had some good as could be found. Yeah. Uh, well, y'all hunted a lot each day together, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. We hunted, I don't know how many years now we hunted together. Yeah, we hunted together with, for years. Yeah. They, was, uh, they had some real good dogs. Well... I had some too, just as good as they were. Yeah, and your daddy's old troop dog yeah, was that a dog. Well, I, I always thought that was the best dog you'd ever lived. Yeah, and you got to see a bunch of them go to the woods, too. Yes, didn't you? I did. Uh, what I was going to say, um, that in that, that picture there of Gola Ferguson, now you said he lived about a mile from Phil. Yep. And, and how did you say he got his start of those dogs? Well, he got a. A jeep from, uh, well, we had a, a plot jeep and uh, that old troop dog. And read uh, to him, and they could come out three puppies. There's a black one and a red one, and then this red one. Buckskin. Uh, no, it wasn't buckskin. It was just a red, red jeep. Uh -huh. But now, boys, just as good one as you've ever seen. Yeah. The black dog go eat. But agent is that one. Is it Brandon yeah. made one of the better dogs? He and the black one. He ate uh, took fits and just got to where he didn't do nothing. Yeah. But Gola, now he was well, Gola with. got them. Then he got he bred this jip to Ola Martin's dog. Homer Martin was a barrel hunter, too. Uh-huh. All right. Bryson. I mean, they got, well, they got a bunch of them. Goldie, he had the one named Cal. 
Mann Bauschen. before that you thought he was the best houndsman out of the plot boys. Is that right? Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Wouldn't doubt what Mom was the best. Little George, was he the best fella out of them? Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best plot that I knew. Yeah. Studied the truth. Yeah. He was really a fine fella. Yeah. Studied the truth. Yeah. He was really a fine fella. He was an orange. He'd been there 21 years. Yeah. And little George, so he he went into National Guards when he was about eighteen, and he stayed there around World War Two. Yeah. And both got shot from under him and he drowned. Yeah. Yeah, I read for him. Trump. Um. Let's see now. Up at Hazel Creek. Now, your daddy, he was employed as the hunting guide at Hazel yeah. Creek, wasn't yes, Yeah. And uh, I, then later on, you were yeah. employed. Now, what years did y'all start going up our hunting? What year was that? I, when I first started there, it was 1934. Uh -huh. But my daddy had been hunting that longer than I had. Yeah. Uh, 1934, I started hunting up there. And in 19... 35, October the 20th, we killed six bear. Yeah. But yeah. That was that one day, right? Yeah, one yeah. day. Killed two the next. Next day, Over right. Over at Ricky, he, he killed one that day. And uh, Reggie and Lowe, my daddy and me, Pond Fox. Say right now, it was killed. How about Bob Haynes? Wasn't he on that hunt? Bob Haynes killed him. Yeah. yeah, I remember the picture. Bob Haynes, he, he killed him. Yeah. yeah. And you killed the biggest one that day. Well, I killed <laughs> Now, how did you say you killed that one? Uh, oh, he, uh, the bear, he backed up under a big tree and turned up, and another one fell back across it. He just backed up in the forks of that tree there. And the dog come down through there. He wasn't was barking. And he jumped up on that big log. And he barked again. And he went to barking every breath. And I walked out to it. And when I got there, I, well, I had to walk right up. Just the log between me and him to see it. And I shot it. <laughs> yeah. How, how about that one that you told me you shot? You uh, sneaked in behind it when the dogs had it bayed kind of on that rock cliff, and you got up above him, and, and he just had that one small hole in it. 
The plots was on that hunt too, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, plots. Plots was on about, I reckon, about all the hunts. They got in, they was good dogs, and they was in on all of them. Then I got good dogs, and uh, I, uh, I made the few drops there. One time, uh, what do you mean over there? We went clear around to feed, uh, feed the cold on And the cold wind. And cold cannon, he said, do you think you can make it back over there? He said, no, I believe we're missing the wire, but not going in there. I said, oh, I've been all around it. I said, I can go to the and here's a brawler picking out a few there, and I just turned the dogs loose. They said, we got up on top of the mountain up there. They said, oh, we'd better get off the mountain and get the dogs up there. I said, my dog will go. I said, he'll go up to three. close to a mile down That old dog, we'd sit down there and that back. Might have been something there five minutes. Now, which dog was that that you're talking about? My buckskin dog. Now, he was off of. Uh, he's uh, from uh, Old Rock. He's from a big brown plot I had. And uh, he's uh, and he at Rock was from Homer uh, uh, Martin's dog. We studied of him, and, and there was uh, about a half black and tan. Jip was mothering him. Uh-huh. But now he was really a bear fighting dog. And uh, I read another chip I had to him that got that buckskin dog. And he made a real dog? Yeah, man. And I, uh, when we was up on that mountain boy, that boy said, boy, that's a pretty dog. So what's he good for? <laughs> I said he's a good bird, right? Elder Coon dog, that's all I reckon. Oh, and about that time we hear that old dog open up, you know, what's no burden here? That's the station, you know, wrong. They opened up, went right around the moon there. Went right around, close to us, near to, closer than near to me. And, uh, with Martin. They said, uh, they looked life. They said, that American coon dogs, tree squirrel. <laughs> so, I said, well, I'm going out there and see us. So, they said, yeah, we better go. said, there'll be a dog fight out there. And I walked out there. This is a real steep hill. When I walked up the top of that, I looked just uh, and uh, looked up in that big old tree down there as a big bear. I said, that's a big black squirrel. I'm going to kill it. And I shot it. It fell out. And uh, when it, and that old dog, he run down. He grabbed that bar right here. And he just hanging to it. 
and though he's still alive and loving boy well shot right down my shoulders there. Well, I don't know what I told your love busted his eardrums. I said she went that close to him. And uh, we got the bag. I started, he said, I'm just chips and always turned to him. I thought, boy, he said, that's a pretty dog. I mean, yeah. he went to bag. I told him, I said, well, I said, quite turned my squirrel dog to you were bare dogs, and I said, I bet you would race some good. <laughs> I was glad. <laughs> uh, but, you, Daddy, you think the troop dog that your daddy had was the best dog that you'd ever seen him yeah, have I or think, ever seen? Yeah, I think forever, for a clean little bear, I believe that's the best right. dog that I've ever seen. Uh-huh. I've owned some awful Yeah. Well, I never did that one. He come up for me. He was cold-nosed hound, too. Yeah. Tree, yeah, I guarantee you take him at this time of day. Find about uh, coon. Uh, what, what about the time you tell me when uh, I believe you was telling me about going Ferguson and referred your daddy back in the twenties to uh, Senator Smathers and them, and yeah. they wanted him to come up one weekend and, yeah. and hunt, and him and old Troop went up there and. Uh, they, uh, no, I think I go to Ferguson. They, I don't know how come it, but he bought he bought two dogs for. Senator Smathers. New Yeah. And Senator went over that again. And uh, they talked. And he said, and they said, they said, you know, he was good hunters around people. He told us a good hunters around people. He told us a good hunters around he told us that that old man law said he hunts and said he knows what he's doing. Well, I know that. They come and then over there and my daddy takes them down there. Well, I don't know. They killed a bear or two bears. I won't say this. That first time. That's what my daddy killed one of them. Oh boy, they got all of them in that struck all the day. They come in and won't move. They had 50,000 acres left. Now that's where uh, they flooded with Fontana Dam yeah. in the 40s. Yeah. But at that time it was uh, private land. They owned the land. Yeah. yeah. They bought it off of a timber company. They bought it off of uh, Red or Long Company. 50,000 acres left. So they could do all the bear running they wanted to. Yeah, man. I guess so. Well, how how did the plots ever come in on hunting on that hunt? Well, see, plots over there at Waynesville and uh, old and we all, them, they lived in Ashe. And they found out about the plots. And, and they went talk to them that wanted them to go over there and make a hunt. Mm. And uh, they went over there. That good luck. And all they found them plot boys in They had some good dogs, too. Yes, they did. Yeah. They had some real good dogs. Of course, they had some like 
some of the other people had. <laughs> it was surreal. I see little George take one up there. Pretty down by me. It's the prettiest he can be. And Stephen, I killed that bird. That dog come on, buddy. Walk right down through there and I'd buy that bird. Never paid a bit of attention to it. And I'm a hunter, you know. I turn him loose. He'd run off, the dog run off. He'd run off that child. And somebody. And wasn't afraid of a bird, did it? And we hunted there three days, killed by over there, you know. And Brother George, she said, I don't remember what it, the dog's name was. He said, he's not going back home. <laughs> he just he's off over there to have no bar in his office. He took a car off of him and shot his brains out. Called him right out, didn't he? Yeah. He said, I don't, said, I don't give dogs away. He said, they don't count. He said, I don't give them away. He said, and I kill them. Well, their, most of their plots, were they brindle plots or black plots or... Brown-nosed well, dog, hot-nosed The majority of them was, had uh, black back and brindle head and brindle legs. Yeah. And some of them were solid brindle. Yeah. And then they suddenly come out buckskin. And Lou George Paul had a buckskin dog over there. I don't guess where I killed him. For he was in the uh hunt. He never did come in. Yeah. We never did find him. Uh, the dogs like that, when they tree, would they, how long would they usually stay? Like, oh, some of them. Now, them, we had, they'd stay, I them stay three days. Mm -hmm. That's true. But them, them pop dogs, they'd usually come in uh, <coughs> that evening. You no, didn't find them, baby. They'd usually come in that evening. They had some good handling dogs then, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. You tell me one time about the bear had got past the standards and you and Vaughn had been running and you was a lot younger than Vaughn. Yeah. And how did that go to Well, we used to we took up the dogs and turned them loose. And what they call the Josh Gallon Cole. And we got, went up about halfway, I guess, a half a mile up that cold. And uh, we found track turned them loose. And we uh, went on to the top of the mountain when we got to the top. Oh, turned over into Walker's Creek. Uh, we could hear dogs running everywhere, hear them shooting everywhere. And Directly, we did that old dog of Vaughn's and my old dog. They went on through and was climbing the other mountain. I said, I said, Dem's got through. He said, but we'll swear that's where I want you. <laughs> I said, yeah, you deserve the right. And I said, Dem too. I know it's not after nothing else. And by the way, we went on over. I started. I said, I'm going to there. He said, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I, boy, I, I took him for a ride off the mountain. But he got, he had hunted in uh, more than I had. And he uh, knew to go around and go in the bow. It was just uh, laurel, dog hobble, uh, green briars, and everything. You couldn't get through in time. He went uh, <laughs> up on it and went, uh, yeah. 
He got, he got, they got to the dog first. first. He, he shot. When I looked up, when I was, well, just a little way from what's the nearest portion of it, from the way all over there. And I see that on my road and all that trip. Boy, I was sick. And I went on around there. That, that dog come down to the then. Jumped up on that log. Went fighting that bar. I killed it. It was just his that was trying to hide. Another bear other, yeah. other than the one that Bonnie just yeah. killed. So y'all got two. I killed. Yeah. <laughs> so each of you got a bear then. Yeah. I know that day when we killed him. See, so they said, I remember mighty well the date. Versus nothing twenty. And my oldest boy was born in the 7th. And that's my birthday too, seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I killed the bear. My wife, I didn't never go her home. And I killed that bear. And boy, they was all talking bomb things. And well, they got him a big boy and killed a big bear. <laughs> and he's a big boy. That, that was a good day to remember then, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> I remember that, might have been. What about that time you tell me that uh, y'all run a bear and you got up on the parkland and you and little George Plot went after it? Yeah. Thank you. Well, how did that come about? We we went over there and we turned loose. Like up, it was in between uh, John Calhoun's place and uh, Old Man. They called it the Little Orchard, and we went up there and found where bear had been eating apples at time. It kind of looked skim with snow, and we went over there, and we turned the dogs loose, and they went out over the hill, and it went to rain and just a pouring rain. And we got up, I couldn't hear nothing. Couldn't hear a dog, no sound. So we pulled off and went way down in Smoker Street. And there's some big hemlock trees there, and we got under them. They'd keep you dry. They was about seven or eight there around them trees. They said, well, I guess about two o'clock. Well, boy, the bridge will go in. And we got up and started. And I said, wait a minute. I said, where got my daddy at? I said, well, George Fox said, I don't know. I said, I thought he went off up the creek. And I just stopped. And about that time, he looked the way in the pool. Sometimes I said, Hey, boy. I'm waiting on him. He said, Them dogs got a big bear tree. I said, Yo, we pulled out, went up the park warden and the state warden went with us. The state warden went with us, but the park warden was up there when they only got up there. And he said, now, I said, if you want to take 
said he was paid to love a dog back. So, said he'll come right down on that old Scott dog. Yeah, I'm fine. 
So y'all got the bear. What did the warden do? The park warden. Warden, he just stood there. And when and it was getting dark, then we we drove. Well, I quit gonna give you a bear. Well, I don't know what he said. Well, next morning we got up real hot and early. Went real hot up there and we got the bear and carried it. Oh, two and a half miles, I guess. So, thank you, too. Truck, work that. When we got up, when we got back over the gym light, uh, the tenant over there, over that park, and they said, Bunch of them. And those guys said, They're going to take a seat. No, we're not going. We're going to look for our I said them fellas come a long ways off. I said Winston Salem, not St. Louis, Missouri, and everyone. I said, get me big old person no more late. I said, we'll go with you this week. I said, we will go with you. What was he going to do, lock you up for killing the bears? Yeah. <coughs> well, he thought we'd just go up there and them guys pay five or six hundred dollars a piece for us. Yep. And we, and we, that evening, it was pretty dark and done in that evening. We went to Bryson City, 32 miles. And, uh, we went up there, and something said about, we come up, we was going to make a ball. No, you can't do that, he said. And we had a, He's over the ice floor over there, and he just, that's what he did. He said, yeah, yeah, but you can't, so that, so that I happen to know better. In that segment of the interview with James Oliver Laws, you heard the story of the incident involving James and several of the well-known hunters of that day, Gomer Martin, Taylor Wilson, Mark Cathy, Wentz Cable, um, Bill Wiggins, and uh, little George Plot uh, that had to go before the magistrate for killing a bear in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Uh, and uh, the interesting thing about that story and I realized that it was difficult to hear, uh, again, remembering that Mr. Laws is well up in years and the means that we were using to record him. Uh, he mentioned that they were each fined $5. And it was humorous uh, because the judge uh, said that he didn't feel that they were trying to kill that bear. They were just trying to protect their dogs. 
man, if we could get more courts to believe and follow that philosophy today. But uh, in uh, this next segment, and it will be the closing segment, uh, we hear Mr. Laws refer to a man that is very prominent in plot history, Gola Ferguson. Uh, Gola, or Goldie, as Stuart B. Secker uh, refers to him in the interview, uh, was very popular for uh, uh, the dogs that he had that appeared on many of the early pedigrees. And it's an interesting story about Gola as the bear hunter. I hope you enjoy. Reggie and Lil, whole cabin. Reg was a distributor of dust gasoline, and coal was a distributor of shell. They, they'd make a He didn't know that. He just didn't know where they could make them. Well, Reg said, Said we just call the old man school. My daddy said, said he's worth over a hundred thousand. Said let him come in there. They said that old uh, there's justice peace fixing all that up. He said, Oh, said uh, are you Mr. Scoop's son? He said yes. Well, I said you're all right. We'll take you. So they put us on a $500 bond. That's right. We, uh, on the phone, didn't call us up. So we told that old solicitor, they were, we wanted to drive. He said, I don't mind. Was it supposed to come up? We said, no. Said that might have been what them fellas told you. He said, uh, but if we have to pay for it, said we won't pay for it and get it off. Yeah, you know, get it over with. Oh, we'll tell you. We go in here and they call us. They said, just look like everything did. Yeah. They put Jim Light, Parkinson, and Dillard on the stand, and Ike Wells. Uh, but uh, old Branch Ricky and Bob Haynes and Senator Smathers and all of them, they to talk to the judge about it. Were they in court that day with him? Not a lot. They, uh, they talked to the judge, so the uh, judge he sat there. And Ike Welch was on the stand. And the old judge just got up and walked over across the walked back over to his seat. He said, I think I see him to every bit of it. He said, them boys didn't want no bear. Said they must be carrying me about that bear. Said they killed that bear on the for the sake of the dogs. And said he said, I think I see him all said you can uh, Said, can you boys pay me five dollars, please? We said, yeah. We just, every one of us jerked up and paid them. 
smoke down the pool now. When we went back down the pool, yeah. Hey. How you been? You had Jim Was he a brindle? He's like that, the brindle head, brindle legs. Pretty good mouth on him. Oh, he had a good mouth. Good nose, too. Yeah. He, well, he was a real dog old stock for us. We went one night, we went in the forest. And that old old man struck up. Never was nothing but a trail. That old dog was his and his. Was he bred a lot? 
He was kind about every one of their dogs. Right. right. And uh, they they got them down to Ferguson down there and Goldman Martin. And they come the, about three days after Old Rock died, they come in little Georgie, Taylor Wilson, come down there and wanted to get him to take breach. So Was that door dog rock? Yeah. And what, what was little George going to bring his jet to Rome? Yeah. They wasn't no kin then. Right? Right. Yeah. Uh, now, Rock, how, what did you tell me? He was off of your dog, your place? He, he was the, from Golden uh, Martin's dog, and uh, it, just, you know, it was a black and tan and speckled looking mm. jet. But he come out. There was three of them pups and then I went up and marked up pretty spreading and everything. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's this? Did Goldie Ferguson say he had a pretty good plot dog? Oh boy, Goldie Ferguson had some good plot dog. He did? Yeah. Did he oh. bear hunt with y'all up at Hazel Creek much? Yeah. He did? <laughs> he jumped and he never did kill them. He, he did? Afraid to kill. He was afraid of a bear. Was he? Yeah. One day. <laughs> we uh, turned the dogs loose, they went right straight to my daddy. And all the ones they just turned up right down the creek. And they went down there and just drove over to me where he said. He shot away up in the tree, yes. Didn't float out. Well, he's down there, he said, I hit the shot it right there. And, uh, Oh, Mark Cathy. He was the real liberal. Mark Cathy was. Mark, he was looking. He looked up on that beech tree about 10 foot high. Yeah, hell, go me. Said, don't tell me the bear grew that high. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he seen where his bullet could hit up in the yeah. tree, didn't he? <laughs> uh, so Goldie never did kill many parrots, did he? He never did kill one, never Never know. Uh, now you told me your daddy, Jim, he kept a, a walking cane or a stick that he made a notch. What would you tell me every time he killed a bear? Uh, and they at home, they, they, we had a uh, porch there, and he'd go out there and beat a notch on And every time he killed a bear, he'd notch on that joist. Boy, you had you had full of them, too. How many years did he bear hunt? Would you just guess? I mean, say, or, oh, how, well, or how many bears did he kill? Till I was, uh, yeah. I was about pretty close, about 40, I guess. When Dad quit hunting, we had, he took me with him. When I'd be in school, maybe it's on Saturday, he'd take me with him. I was normal. Twelve year old. Uh, you started early then, didn't you? I, how, how old was you when you uh, killed your first bear? Would you say? I was uh, twenty. I was about twenty-three. Three year old. Twenty-three years old. Up and I killed the first. Mm -hmm. Then, well, I did. I was able to get to see one. The wind. Then the 
Iqbara every time we win. I get home. Put up time, huh? I kill one just about every time we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what was the best dog that you ever had, would you say? Well, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, turn my hand over for old rock. And uh, that buckskin dog. What now? Buckskin, what was he down off of? He's off of Rock. Oh, that's right. And Rock was yeah. off of Goldie's dog. Yeah, Rock was off of Homer Martin's dog. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, Goldie and Homer Martin and them, they had bread through the snow. Let's say now, who else was that you told me kept real good plot dogs up in the mountains? Uh, well, they was, uh, um, they, they was several people that owned plots up there. There was a bunch of Warwick's up there and Parker's. Uh, they used to back up the um, uh, Sunburst up there. That's back up the side of the uh, I see they had some real good dogs. Uh, Owen Parker, he had a, a big rental plot. They called him Hardwood. Hardwood. Yeah. What was that old Hardwood was a dog. And he had a, but about all the Parker's dogs was crossed with uh, black and hands. Yeah. He believed in them black and hands. Yeah. Well, now, didn't you tell me that your daddy's old troop dog was half black and tan and half plot? That old look, he, he was sort of like that. He had, but we had, we had two before, but that had two when old troop was about a year old, I guess. They was black and tan. And now they had, they had go on in black and tan, but they started the troops good. Uh-huh. Now, what year was this, would you say, that you had them and, and Troop was about a year old? Well, uh, it was about 19... Oh, I'd say about 1922 or 23. I was about 12, 13. Yeah. And, uh... I don't know. But them was too... They were full bloody black and pants. They were too blood. And uh, Marco, he, uh, I don't know how many blacks and pants he had. And my daddy and two of them, Marco, I don't know what happened. Yeah. They went out, they got fired. Yeah. And he got so, they drove around rocks and so. Somebody killed him. They brought over on no land. Which one of the loans is where we killed? <laughs> so y'all had a reputation of getting yeah. the bears in, didn't you? Uh, that's a, well, that's how come school Franks until the old old senator's mother. About your daddy. And he told him, said, said, that, said that, I'm telling you what's true. Said that old man said he knows. Said, seemed like the day before, this twirl of ours going to go that long. <laughs> he kept up on him, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. My daddy did, but he, he didn't let nothing get in the way of it. Mm -hmm. And 
in the spring, he fished a lot too. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you about that because after bear season was over with, y'all go back to Hazel Creek and or you stayed up there, you stayed yeah, up, there. up there. And uh, after bear season, you would fish. Everybody would come back and fish. After bear season, well, we did in the middle. We'd hunt up till Christmas. Yeah. And then the next spring we'd we'd fish. Trout fish. Yeah. Yeah. They had some of the best trout in the fishing that they was in the, in the Smoky Mountains. That was on Hazel Creek. That was Hazel Creek. Yeah. Yeah. And they was, well, that was uh, Walker's Creek and Proctor's Creek and Bowman Valley, Sugar Fork, all of them, and uh, Cold Spring. They called it Cold Spring Branch, but it's creek, and it run, it run into Hazel Creek. Yeah. They owned about, I don't know, 20 miles about Friends, that concludes our interview with James Oliver Laws for this episode. We'll be bringing the remaining tapes to you in future weeks. Uh, a very interesting gentleman um, who has passed away, keeping in mind these interviews were done in 1985 when Mr. Laws was 75 years old. It was interesting to me to hear his references to crossbreeding within the plot dogs, uh, his mention of the famous hunters of the era, era, and uh, I particularly enjoyed the episode about uh, the fellows going to court and the judges' uh, uh, take on uh, what they had done in killing a bear in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, something that um, no one would advise, but uh, shows you how things operated back in that day. And particularly, you know, the Gola Ferguson story I thought was very humorous. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Uh, Miss Ella and I, once again, would like to uh, wish you a very Merry Christmas. Hope you get to spend it with family and friends. Uh, be safe in whatever you do. And we'll see you next time when we'll all be gone to the dogs. Thank you.